Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, January 11, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, the market's doing the thing we discussed last night. Only the crux of it is, and the interesting part of it is, they're doing it relatively early, in my opinion. What does that mean? Well, it means they could have waited until after the CPI data release to go up. Now, we have to ask, is it a buy-the-rumor, sell-the-news type of situation? Let's pick it apart a little bit further. So we have a breakdown candle high. We talked about this one, 395 and a quarter. When you, we go to inside the numbers, you'll see that 395, really 395 and a quarter, was today's prize on the upside. Funny how that works. But look what they did. They closed above it. Doesn't mean they can't drop them in the morning, and all bets are off. 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when the data release comes out. They're going to move them one way or the other before the opening bell. They're either going to be selling off by the opening bell back down, or they're going to be having another jam session up into that 200 period moving average and potentially above. Now let's talk about both sides for a second, because we don't know which way the market's going to go following the semi-kabuki theater release, we'll call it. But the market of late, and for good reason, has been reacting large on the CPI data release. Inflation is a big issue. Inflation is linked to the Fed. The Fed is linked to the market because of the money supply. They're either putting money into the system or they're taking money out of the system. At present, they've been taking money out of the system. What investors and traders really want to know without realizing they really want to know it is, what they want to know is, when is the Fed going to stop taking money out of the system? Let's say the market reacts in a northern slash upward direction. First order of business is into the 200 period moving average, and you have a gap right here at 399.40. Now, of course, you have a big fat round number above. They like to get there. They come up short sometimes. Sometimes they spike them through. They're magnetic numbers. On the first run, you don't know how and when it's going to actually happen. If they spike it through, maybe they get up to, let's say, 402, give or take. Could they do all that on the Kabuki slash CPI data release? You betcha they can. What if they go the other way? What if they start to drop them? How do we know they're going to be in trouble what are those numbers on the way that tell us the bear case is on? Well, the first number, and you might want to put this on a sticky note, is 393.70. Why is that? Well, let's go down to a different chart and find out. For this exercise, we'll use a 30-minute chart, and you already know what I'm going to say if you've been here for more than a couple of weeks. The market ran up to this place, was summarily rejected, once they get back to that place and get over that place, that is now classified as the breakout area. Markets like to come back and check in at the most recent breakout area. If they stay above, they run a test, for example, and stay above, 
That's not necessarily a bearish thing. It's just a pullback. They run a test, and they're poised for another push higher. If they stay above that place, it's bullish. If they come back below that place, it opens the door for other places, which will be provided for inside the number members on an as-needed basis. And by the way, nobody should be surprised. We were talking about the market doing this, at least getting up into those moving averages since last week. We talked about Trick, Trap, Fool, and Frustrate Crew. We talked about Mrs. Market being CEO. The writing was on the wall. They always do the thing that people don't expect, that don't think the market's going to do it. Everybody was expecting the market to collapse. They're making a bearish pattern. They're buying puts. What happens? The market goes the other way. The squeeze is on. Buying begets buying. Panic buying sets in. And that's the way it works. And here's another thing, and this is really from a psychological perspective. So let's just say, and this is a hypothetical, but for now, let's just say whatever the CPI number is, who cares what it is, the market reacts in a positive direction. Okay, fair enough. Now what happens? Now they start talking about inflation is coming down, the Fed did its job, the Fed's going to now begin to slow their interest-raising policy. And everybody will take that as a cue so the market will be in recovery mode. The economy is not going into recession. All things are positive. That's how they get everybody back on the bull side of the camp. And that's precisely what you need to have happen right before they pull the rug out for the next leg down. Remember, here's a weekly chart. And what we're looking at is the trend line. And if it were to be hit this week, where does that put price? That's a good question. Still above the big fat round number of 400. In this case, we could call it 40375 to 404, somewhere in that neighborhood. Not saying they will get there. I'm just saying even if they did get there, that's another magnetic thing happening, pulling price up to an important place, A, coinciding with a downsloping trend line, and B, coinciding with the 50-period weekly moving average. So it would appear bullish. Everybody would be excited if they did it into the end of the week, for sure. Getting above that trend line is a whole different can of worms. Running a test of the trend line is another test. I would put that one on a sticky note. Remember this 120-minute chart from last night? Let's remind ourselves of something. We took a look at this big breakdown candle, and the high was 392. It's 392.04. We're using 392. Before we even go any further, look what happened here in the beginning of the day. The opening print was above. They dipped below to run a test, and we'll talk more about that a little bit later. They closed the first candle. In this case, it's a two-hour candle above 392, so we knew 392 was important, and what you'll see in a few minutes or a few moments is that 392 was essentially our early pivot. We love the morning trade, the morning pivot, the morning bread and butter situation. Just remember 392. It's sticky note worthy. It was last night, it is now. Let's get right to the zero dark 30 variety of commentary. Big picture is they're still hanging around above the moving averages on the daily chart. 
Not being rejected is the first hint if the Bulls possess the energy for another push higher. They have to overcome the breakdown candle high discussed in last night's video. That would be around that 392 place. So you see what I'm doing is I'm setting it up the night before. If I see it continue in that direction in the morning, everybody's familiar because I just showed you the night before. So it all works together. It's the three-pillar approach, the three-legged stool, whatever you want to call it. And right out of the chute, that becomes our bull pivot. So we knew from zero dark 30 this morning, long before the opening bell, that 392 was important. That's our bull pivot. Remember, Mrs. Market likes to climb the big breakdown candles. She was. Running a test is one thing, but closing candles above is something different. It opens the door for another leg higher. Now we've got the flip side, and in this case, it was the gap left open from yesterday, 390.65. There's a different number that comes out a little bit later. You'll find it much more interesting, and you will want to fire up your sticky notepad. Let's see what else we have as the morning melted on. So here's my thought process at 8.30. And what we're calling it today is the waiting on CPI not going to blow through today or at least right away trade. It kind of did blow through, but not right away. So they did provide a tradable opportunity to an extent on the short side and the long side. So here's my first thought right out of the chute long before the opening bell. 392.90 to 393.70, give or take, that's a zone worthy of a short scalp with potential. The first target would be what? Back down to 392. So it'd be about a nine point or more trade from an ES or nine handle trade, if you will. We know the thing would be wrong by closing above the former high. That was the breakout of the curd later in the day, the 393.70. So we've got the layout pretty much right away. Here's your first look using a five minute chart right at the vertical is today's activity. And you can see here, 392.90 is the upper line, just a bit higher into the 393s and change. That was overhead resistance. They didn't get up any bit higher than that until later on. And what did they do? They came back to 392. So that was laid out long before the opening bell. The problem from a trading perspective, a scalp trading perspective is, here's a three minute chart. I wasn't in love with the way they did it. Here's a high, 392.69. So they come up almost there and pull back to 392. So in my mind, right around the opening bell during the morning rush, they kind of did the trade by coming up short of my short area. That's my first thought just a few minutes into the day. The mind into a trader. We all think differently. That's my approach. That's the way I was thinking about this trade. Stay with me. So here, another question is, can you take a long trade to ride the tape up to that zone? Above 392, the door is open for a test up there. Since they whip them around at the open, it's not an easy trade, but if they stay above or just push above, the door is open for at least 392.90. So they did that. So some traders may have taken a long trade. Some traders may have been waiting for a short trade. And, but wait, there's more. Again, check this out. This is before the opening bell. 391.40 is the first place of support. 
Put that on a sticky note for a minute. How you doing? Low of day, 391.38, in the morning. How do you like them apples? All right, so the day gets underway. They're already pushing into the overhead resistance zone. And here's where I say right away, if they pull back to 392 before getting up to 392.90, I'm not going to like the short so much. 391.40 is support, as is the pivot. Now, we certainly have traders inside the numbers and traders inside the numbers live. And by the way, here's a little intermission. I'm running the live room for about a week. I'm probably going to need a mulligan along the way trying to do everything. There's a chance I may feel like a one-legged guy in an ass-kicking contest. I'll be pretty busy, but we'll get her done and we'll have some fun doing it. Now, where was I? Well, I was saying that traders in the live room as well as inside the numbers are taking the ride up from 392. Some traders are waiting for a short up there. There's something for everybody. So now, because they did that little dance, I want to short a little bit higher. So here's the way I posed this at 936. What's the best short on the board if a trader wanted to take one? 393.50, give or take. Candle closes above and it's wrong, meaning above 70. So you got a 20 cent risk or above that place. And then I say it's still overhead resistance anywhere in the zone. Just the original trade idea and risk changed from 392.90 in my opinion. So I'm saying it's still overhead resistance. Here again, if a trader wanted to take the short or someone is short from within the zone, trader's choice, 392.25 to 392.00 even is the first target on any shorts. And once again, you can see what happened. They did the thing. They spiked up into the zone. The high here was 393.16. They came back to where? The pivot. That's what they were supposed to do. Read the notes, pause the video, and go back to the chart to double check the work. It's important to see what's in here each and every day so you can learn how to use this information to your advantage. Now here's another situation where I'm kind of kicking myself after the fact, and I say at 10.55, below 3.92 is still 3.91.40, but no longer a long trade opportunity, why? because they ate time off the clock above it. So for me, it takes it off the table. They came close, they bounced away, and they spent about a half an hour or whatever amount of time above that place. And this is what we're talking about. They're trading above that place. So yeah, they could be doing this for a move higher, or they could just be doing this, running out of time and go lower. First thing in the morning, we really don't know yet. And because, like over here, they took a peek and they spent time eating off the clock, I'm saying that's no longer the best trade on the board. I would be looking down here at the gap at that point in the morning. Had they not done this little shimmy down and bounce back up and they came straight into it here, probably would have thought differently about it. The life of a trader. It's all in here. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. And the prize today would be around 395, give or take. Where did they get to? 395 and a half. Check this out. If they're pushing higher, 394.30 is the next important spot. Look right there. We put the line up there. Look how close they came. They didn't actually hit it on this run. They made a high of 394.28. 
pulled all the way back, and then did it later on and went higher. Little lesson learned here, and we see this all the time and we talk about it all the time, so this is one of those things you might want to write down on a sticky note. When you see that, and they come up short, and then they come back to it later, it's unlikely they're just going to finish that number. What the likely scenario is, that wasn't in fact the destination, and the destination is somewhere else. Just a little food for thought. Go back to check the work. We had a few stocks on the move today. Nothing hit its number, so we won't belabor the point. But earnings season isn't here. It starts up basically next week. So we'll get going with Fast and Furious. There'll be plenty of trades on the board. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Check this out. Very bullish behavior. We'll still watch out for a Selvin News type of situation, but what are they doing here? They're climbing the big breakdown candle. They're above that 200 period moving average, but they have a long way to go to get up into this zone near the top. You have a big fat round number, 185. The top of the candle is right up here, somewhere in that neighborhood. Call it above 186.60, and that's overhead resistance. It's magnetic, it draw prices in, and if they get there in a what I call hurry formation, they're likely to not necessarily blow right on through, but have a reaction back in the other direction. Look at the folks down at the transportation department. Nice, big, healthy up day. Almost up 1.8%. It's a bullish chart. And what they're really trying to do is recapture all this stuff. They're coming back for another test. And when you look at it from a weekly chart perspective, for example, what you'll see is last line of defense here, these pivot highs with that 100 period moving average, call it 14,650, give or take, get above there and they'll start challenging the next set of pivot highs above 15,000. I did a little mathematics. I didn't do them on all the markets today, but I did them on the transports and you'll want to get out your sticky notes. So let's just say we get another explosion to the upside. What would be the number that the transports would get drawn up to and be overhead resistance. In other words, and you can use the IYT if this happens, but what's the number that would be a shortable opportunity, the number you don't think they'll actually get to, we're not even looking at a place like that. That's the one. 15,840, give or take a few points on either side. That's the place, that's the number that if this thing's going to explode to the upside, and all markets are the same, right? It would be in all the same market situation. They would all be exploding to the upside if this happened. Don't discount it. It can happen. It can go both ways. Anything goes. Just saying. We're just having some fun with numbers. What about the Q people? Same routine. Closed above the 50-period moving average. Here's a breakdown candle. The high of it coincides with the 100 period moving average. Where are they going? On a bullish case, that's where they're going. What if they fall apart? We use this pivot high they just broke out above. The high is 275.29, say 275. Start getting below 275, and it opens the door for some more bearish stuff. Financials, we thought this chart didn't look the same as all the rest. It doesn't look the same as all the rest. If they can get above that place, they'll go to the next place that looks just like it. In between, there's a gap at 36 and change. It's not that far away. 
And when you look at the weekly chart, you can make a pretty good case that this was a move up and this is a pullback. This is an A on their way up. The B is the pullback. The C only completes once they get above the high of the A leg. Now, once they get above the high of the A leg, it opens the door for higher stuff unless they're running out of steam and running out of time. But remember, if the financials aren't falling apart, it's unlikely anything else is falling apart either. They will certainly be sensitive around the CPI data release, which promotes discussion about the Fed, which promotes interest rate discussion, which the bank are certainly sensitive to. Very similar situation with Smash Mouth will stay on the weekly and you say, well, we have a move up and you can make a case that's a move up. We have a pullback that's a B leg and here we go. And if they're going to complete the high above the high of the A leg, then guess what? It'll be somewhere up here above that 100 period moving average. Big fat round number at 250. Call it 250 becomes a target if they break out. Where's a breakout? A breakout is above this high here. Long way off. They're not there now. We're just saying in the what if realm. The market will move based on the CPI data release before the opening bell. That's just the way it's laying out. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.